As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, Legion of Audience. This is James. And before we get started today, I wanted to take a second and let you all know about the brand new Who Would Win Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get behind-the-scenes access like you've never seen before, go to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow right now. Who Would Win patrons will have access to outtake videos, early info on battles, and even get a vote on characters that we'll use in upcoming episodes. So if you'd like to support me and the show, head to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow, and for as little as five bucks a month, you can define yourself as more than just a fan. You'll be an official member of the Legion. Hope to see you there. The battle is one step from being over. Two massive armies have met on this day. And two massive armies have been wiped out. Bodies litter the battlefield, along with the wreckage of both fleets of vehicles. The sun is about to set, and the shadows of dusk loom over what was once an epic struggle. Two shadows remain, however, as the leaders of each respective side have still refused to die. On one side, the mad titan Thanos, showing no effects of the fighting that just occurred, sneers at his remaining challenge for conquest, his mind racing with the endless possibilities ahead. On the other, the Lord of Apocalypse Darkseid, also unscathed, stands tall and expressionless, not wanting to give his opponent the slightest advantage. There are two combatants left on this side of the universe. Time to make it just one. It's the Eternal Deviant versus the Dark God. It's Infinity versus Omega. It's Thanos versus Darkseid. Today on Who Would Win? 
And welcome to another episode of Who Would Win, a show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters from the worlds of comic books, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gavsey, and as always, we're joined by the one, the only, the amazing co-host, Ray Stacanus Ray. It is time. I'm so excited for this. It's time for the main event for Showdown September. By the way, it's also a redemption match for one of our combatants. In one corner, you've got everyone's favorite galactic super villain from the Marvel Universe, of course I'm talking about Thanos, versus the villain from DC Comics that gives Superman nightmares, and that's Darkseid. Now, there's no need to look this up and see if people are talking about People have been talking about this matchup for decades, and this is why it has to get the who would win treatment. Look, there's people who reenact this battle. There's people who say, well, what about this? No one does it the way we do. Bringing a celebrity judge, having Ray Sicanis and I absolutely argue the heck out of this thing until we get an absolute answer. With all that being said, Ray, I got to know, what do you think about today's matchup? I'm fired up for this matchup. This was on the table for September showdown matchups last season in season two. And we sort of made a group decision. We're doing Goku versus Superman. There's no reason to push it so hard and do Darkseid versus Thanos now. We're going to save it for the finale of season three. And I am here for it because as you said, we did Thanos versus Goku as an early, early season one match. Maybe one of the most deplorably terrible decisions in the history <laughs> of this show as James Gavsey cheated his rear end off and absolutely brought the Dragon Balls into it like that's the thing Goku brings to battle with him. Anyway, Thanos is redemption match time. I'm here for it. I belong with redemption, both for Thanos and myself. I'm ready for today. If I recall correctly, the Dragon Balls were not brought into the equation until you brought the Infinity Stones into the matchup as well. So you're right. You did lose. It was very close. It was highly contested. Very much so. Very, very controversial. And that's why we got to do this matchup today. Again, possibly the biggest episode of Who and When we've ever done. Now, with that being said, as always, you know, every week we seem to have some news. And absolutely, again, it happened. We've got some crazy it's news. Almost like now, we're busy Ray, or something, James. I know. Well, things are happening. That's what happens when you have a great show. So, as you know, we've been trying to come up with a name for our audience, our amazing audience of devo devoted fans. There's thousands, possibly millions, maybe even billions of them, who knows, really. And we've been throwing around all these different types of names. You came up with some names. I came up with some great names. Mm. Uh, and, and our fan base has been coming up with some insanely great stuff. So, one person got tired of all of this talk and needed a decision to be made. That's Matthew Dawson. By the way, Matthew is the creator of all of those great fight trailers for Who Would Win. So, whenever you see a great fight video, you know, that one-minute video that shows two people going at it, you know, hyping up the match. That's thanks to the genius of Matthew Dawson. So a little while ago, he goes on Twitter and he's like, I'm tired of this. I need to know who we're going to be called or what we're going to be called. So he put up a tweet on Twitter. He put up, what is that? A poll or a vote, right? Where he said, hey, here are four things. Let's see what people say. Ray, I don't know if you're going to be able to guess this, but why not guess which name out of all the multitude names of our audience? Guess which one stuck? Well, I'm very disappointed because he put who would winners on that poll. And literally, the whole point of finding a new name is so that we would no longer be called Who Would Winners. So this poll is already very suspect in my mind. And I know what you're going to say, James, so just go ahead and say it. That's right, Ray. I agree. This was an excellent poll. So drum roll, please. Introducing for the first time ever the official name of the Who Would Win fan base. The Legion of Audience. The worst name in history. How did we possibly get here? I say this many elections that I've been to, how did we get to this point where 
These two are the best that we have up to offer. I'll say it again. How did we not come up with a better name than Legion of Audience? That's right, Ray. Through a completely legit vote, we found and determined that the audience, our actual audience ourselves, our members voted for Legion of Audience. And I got to tell you, I'm extremely happy about this. Again, that was a little bit of a mistake. I was trying to say Legion or Audience. And of course, I, I'm just such an advanced thinker. I'm five thoughts ahead before where my mouth is currently. I said Legion of Audience and it's stuck. I got to tell you, I couldn't be happier now, Ray. I'm going to hijack the conversation right this. now because that's absolutely embarrassing for all of us. I'm here to trump all of this and go over the top and tell all of you that I have a new name for fans of myself, the almighty Ray, Ray Stacanus. I have news. You now can call yourself something more than just hashtag awkward allies. We have a second name for you. No doubt a t-shirt yet to come as well. Are you ready for it? New name for the fan base is the Rainiacs. The Rainiacs is here, the Rainiacs are here to stay, and the Rainiacs will make life a little crazy for one James Gavsey. That's right, Ray. Legion of Audience. This is going to go on t-shirts. This is going to go on mugs. This is going to go on all of our merchandise. I can't wait to go to, you know, comic conventions when they open up again, of course, and us doing live shows. And we just see our Legion of Audience. You know, having a Legion of Audience, Ray, is like kind of having like a platoon of armies. No one has that except for us. All right. So with all that being said, it's a momentous occasion because Ray had some news. And we actually got to name our fan base. So when you have a huge occasion like this with great news, you need an equally huge massive status type of judge and we've got one for today making their first appearance on the hoodwind show you've heard them in a lot of your favorite anime video games and cartoons such as demon school runakun mobile suit gundam and most recently as koji kitajima in battle game in five seconds on crunchyroll of course i'm talking about the one the only luis bermudez luis welcome to who would win Hello, hello. Thank you for having you. I think you buried the lead a little bit on massive, super important guest. Maybe like sub tier cool guest. <laughs> There's nothing sub tier about you. You know, I checked out your IMDb, and again, you're you know, we're so fortunate to have these incredible you know celebrities and 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 actors on our show. It's I, it's a running joke. It's easier to say what you haven't done than kind of list what you have done. Tell the fan base some of your your favorite roles so far. Yeah, so thank you so much. I mean, um, I, yeah, Koji Kitajima on Battle Game in Five Seconds, um, which is now in Crunchyroll. I also play Fuga Saito in Number Twenty Four on Funimation. In in Mobile Suit Gundam, I play probably about thirteen different characters throughout the background and, and also on screen. So you can just kind of look for me everywhere there. But yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited to be on the show. Really excited to kind of decide what's going on between these two titans of comic book lore. I'm going to be honest with you, I kind of was worried that uh, we were going with Thanos and Darkseid just a little tiny bit. But, you know, I feel like the, the main detriment to Darkseid is his ability. To, really, Darkseid needs just a ride to destroy the universe. Thanos needs, like, the right outfit. So I'm Absolutely. trying to, I, I think, I, I'm interested to see what your arguing points are going to be. Well, I definitely know uh, cars and vehicles, and Ray clearly knows fashion. So uh, yeah, I feel like you just described the two things I've never spent money on. <laughs> right. Same. 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 <laughs> you know, they say you can't buy class. Anyway, which, which so is what listen, poor people say. <laughs> listen, Luis, you know, again, you're judging what is possibly the, actually, it is the biggest matchup we've ever had on the Who Would Win show. This is a lot of pressure. 
And we didn't want to just have any judge on here. So there's a lot on your shoulders with this. A lot of other people we asked to come on the show, they're like, no, I can't do this. It's too much pressure. They were really just completely losing their composure. How are you so unfazed? How are you keeping everything like so together? So little thing happened, uh, like the end of the world kind of just came hurtling around the corner for a lot of us, it seems like. <laughs> and so there's not much to phases me anymore, man. It, it's it's it is the Wild West again, it seems like. So I feel like the, the least taxing thing I can spend my evening doing is deciding Thanos or Dark Side. I feel you like know, those are the less stressful scenarios I could be under. It's crazy, but this is, you know, there's a reason why we say this show ignores anything important happening in the world. There's, let's face it, there's a lot of important things happening in the world, but okay. we need this type of diversion. And by the way, we're so divided, this actually can bring us together until you, you make a decision and then our fan base gets divided once more time. Right, uh, and then know, it's blood again. in the streets once more. Right. Hey, listen, we're used to it. It's a thing with who would win. All right, Ray, how ready are you today are you for today's matchup this is a matchup that at least for me is years coming got it i'm also equally excited because listen i love thanos i love him so much that i hate him and that hate turned into even more love so i'm all conflicted <laughs> on the inside all right so with that said it's time for the main event of showdown september ray please do us the honors and announce today's matchup representing marvel comics the villain who killed half of the universe as revenge for being sidelined by Ronald McDonald, Thanos. And representing DC Comics, the villain who, when standing on the moon, is a perfect soundtrack for the Wizard of Oz, Darkseid. You know, I've never seen Thanos and uh, Grimace in the same room ever. Look, I don't want to say anything about anything because both are dangerous. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> one destroyed half the universe and the other one appeared in um, uh, Endgame. That's correct. So right. it's, uh, you know, these are equally powerful. Good thing it's not Darkseid versus Grimace is all I'm saying. Be over. All right. Well done right now. Before we go any further, let's go over the official rules of a Who Would Win match. Rule number one, each debater will make three points. Rule number two, the Who Would Win match is a random encounter in a neutral location with no prior knowledge of the opponent or time to prepare for the fight. Rule number three, the debater must stay within the confines of the character's personality, and the exact version of that character has to be specifically stated. Now, race to Canis. We've seen so many different versions of Thanos. All of them, by the way, are pretty fantastic. Which version are you using for today's matchup? Look, we gotta go with the big guns on this one. It's the main event of Showdown September. Marvel 616 version of Thanos. Are you kidding? You know what? In until Darkseid appears, hopefully in the uh, Snyderverse version of the next Justice League movie, I gotta agree with you. When you want to say take the ultimate version versus the ultimate version perfect decision on your part ray i'm also going surprise surprise with dark side from current uh, dc comics all right rule number four debaters may only use examples of skills powers or weapons that are a long established part of the character's continuity feats from non-canon crossovers are allowed but will be given less weight rule number five the winner of the debate is whomever the judge decides has the best case for defeating their opponent by death submission or battlefield removal and finally rule number six the judge is a final arbiter and can disallow or veto any point they feel violates these rules or established logic and before we get started, don't forget to visit the official Hoodwin store. Get your official Hoodwin t-shirts, mugs, and merchandise by going to whowouldwinshow.com and clicking on the merch section. Remember, keep an eye out for new merch all the time. Maybe uh, a new Legion of Audience shirt or Legion of Audience mug or Legion of Audience quick claim deed for your house. Whatever it is, keep an eye out for it. Look, as guys, so much of our personal identity is wrapped up in our hair. 
from how it feels after getting a great haircut to the way we style it before going out. And that's why when we get into our 20s and 30s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it definitely feels like panic time because let's face it, no guy is ever ready to go bald. Thankfully, now there's Keeps, the simple and easy way to keep your hair. And in the olden days of yore, you had to go to a doctor to get a prescription. But now, with Keeps, you can do all that online and get the hair loss medication delivered right to your front door every three months. No more waiting at the doctor's office. No more waiting at the pharmacy. So find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors and why more than 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatments start at, wow, just $10 a month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. Look, there's only two FDA-approved products out there to combat hair loss. Heck, you might have even tried them before, but you've never tried them with this convenience and at this price. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash win to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash win. We have a new sponsor for Who Would Win, and I think y'all might enjoy this one. It is Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile game that taps into everything we all love about Marvel Comics. You get to pick a squad of your favorite Marvel heroes, you know, and villains, let's keep it real, and team them up to fight big bads like Doctor Doom and, of course, save the universe. Your goal in Marvel Strike Force is to power up your characters and compete PvP against other players in multiple different modes. And you know I'm not telling you all about this empty-handed, because if you're a new user and sign up with our promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, you're going to get hooked up with all kinds of free stuff to get you started the right way. Let's face facts. You love Marvel, you love gaming, and you got a phone. So take a sec and check out Marvel Strike Force using the link in the description of this episode, ideally, and use our promo code MAXPOOL and get the whole Who Would Win show hookup. Thanks again to Marvel Strike Force, and thanks to me for this great read. Good job, me. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And now, let's get to the tale of the tape for both of our combatants. Ray, please give us the details on Thanos. Thanos is a galactic warlord hailing from the moon Titan. He was created by Jim Starlin and first appeared in the Invincible Iron Man number 55 back in 1973. Thanos, a.k.a. the Mad Titan, is the son of Eternals, Alars, and Suisan. 
Thanos looked different than the other Eternals because he carried the deviant gene. Fearing mass death and destruction, Suisan tried to kill him, but was stopped by Alers. Despite growing up a pacifist, Thanos started to get into nihilism in adolescence, just like all the rest of us, and eventually became the conqueror everyone feared. Considered one of the most powerful beings in the entire Marvel Universe, Thanos accomplished his eventual goal of eliminating half of the beings in the universe in both the comic books and also the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Fun fact, Thanos took most of his initial appearance from one of the DC Comics' new gods. Of course, that character was... Metron. However, Marvel editor Roy Thomas saw the design and said, quote, Beef him up. If you're gonna steal one of the new gods, at least rip off Darkseid, the really good one. So, Thanos underwent a physical change to appear more like his opponent today, Darkseid, and that is Thanos. I love it. Okay, here are the details for Darkseid. Created by the iconic Jack Kirby, Darkseid first appeared in Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, number 134, (laughs) back in November 19... Well, you think Jimmy Olsen, Classic callback. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, who's going to appear other than... Yeah, he's everyone's pal, and maybe Darkseid's pal. Maybe he will. Anyway, uh, Darkseid is a tyrannical ruler of Apocalypse, a sadistic, aggressive, and merciless tyrant who has invaded and conquered countless worlds throughout the universe. As the god of tyranny and of evil, Darkseid seeks to enslave all things to his will using the anti-life equation. On his own, Darkseid is one of the most powerful beings in all of existence, whose mere name brings fear into the hearts of billions. Considered to be amongst the greatest threats to the DC Universe, Darkseid has often battled and beaten numerous powerful heroes, armies, and entire civilizations, all in order to impose his will and make what he feels is a chaotic universe turn into one of order under his command. And here's an interesting fact about Darkseid that no one's ever heard of ever before. It's so true. Did you know that Darkseid was the inspiration for Thanos? Oh. It's true. Ray Stacane has evidently cheated, looked at my notes, and said, huh, I wonder what James Gabs is using as a fun fact. I'll take that for myself. Here's a fun fact. Ray Stacane has actually did it, but I have another fun fact about Darkseid. Darkseid was actually inspiration for part of Darth Vader. They actually oh. said, hey, what is Darth Vader going to say as part of his iconic part? And he, what, Darth, you know, what does Darth Vader do? You uh, never underestimate the power of the dark side." And that all came from Darkseid, the one I'm talking about. And now you have the facts on both opponents. Luis, first of all, are you impressed that I kind of came up with another fun fact on, you know, on the spot after Race to Kane stole mine? And do you have any questions before we get started? I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate he had access to your notes like that. I mean, start with a stronger password, number one. Thank yeah. you. Um, number two, I mean, the original evil is hard, is a hard thing to come by, and Darkseid seems to be like original evil to me, especially if he's in, like creating and inspiring two of the, I mean, worst people in space. I mean, <laughs> they, these these guys all seem to be like the worst people in space. But Dar- Darth Vader and Thanos is kind of a yeah. Yep that that's who I'm starting with. Right. And, want, and, right. and Ray's also here. All and Ray right. is yeah. <laughs> Darkseid cool. also inspires me, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> right. You were birthed from, from Darkseid. Gotcha. There's, uh, it's on his uh, birth certificate, actually. It's kind of interesting. All right, Ray. <laughs> it is time to start this insane, crazy, world-ending, potentially, matchup. Go ahead and hit us with your point number one. Point number one for Thanos. We're just going to talk about his full level of durability. 
because this is a character who does not go down and does not stay down. The basics, physicality. He's been punched by Captain Marvel and it broke his hand. This is the original Captain Marvel. He basically broke all the fingers in his hand trying to punch Thanos. Captain Marvel, okay? Namor. Thanos went down into the ocean to fight Namor into his home turf. And Namor also broke his hand trying to punch him. Namor, this is one of the strongest characters in all of Marvel, decimated. Decimated himself trying to attack him. In fact, Thanos no-sold hits from both The Thing and Ronan the Accuser. Absolutely ridiculous. And energy blasts. People have tried, okay, the physical thing's not going to work. Let's sit back and shoot energy blasts from a distance. Well, he's taken shots and tanked them from Odin. Odin, as in Thor's father. He's tanked hits from the Silver Surfer, one of the, again, the most powerful characters. Adam Warlock, a very powerful guy, going to be in the MCU eventually, I'm sure. And he took a shot from the Cosmic Cube, which is sort of the Infinity Gauntlet, you know, esque level of power. You get blasted by it, and he was fine. In fact, Annihilus, another strong villain, he had what's called the, uh, the Annihilus Throne World, which is essentially a Death Star beam that comes from space and it hits you and you, you vaporize. Thanos took several shots from this without going down. This is the, in this particular story, this is something that killed Thor. It killed Gladiator, who James Gavsey calls Superman level. It killed Hyperion, who James Gavsey refers to as Superman level. And it killed the Hulk, who no doubt at some point James Gavsey has said is Superman level. It's killed all those people. Thanos took several shots and was fine. Hey, let's talk about force fields. Thanos has him if he needs him. Doesn't really seem like he does, but he's been able to throw up a force field whenever he needs to. Mental attacks. People have tried to go into him spiritually, and he's resisted possession and basically kicked people out of his head. At one point, the synapses in his brain, the electricity monitoring that, went down, and he just got knocked out briefly. It didn't kill him or anything like that when his brain just stopped working. Heck, at one point, Thanos went into a comet because he was looking for an artifact in there. He flew into this comet, which was vaporizing him as he was getting deeper into it, and he had the force of will to keep going. He turned into a skeleton. A full skeleton grabbed the object, portaled himself back, and then within a handful of sentences was back to being full Thanos again with full level regeneration from being a skeleton. That's Lobo level, if not better. And some of the greatest stuff, some of the hard stuff I wrote here, he went into a black hole and came out of it. Doesn't usually happen. He went through a series of dimensions where he was getting reality warped by a very powerful reality warping just environment and his face was melting off and everything and he just kept reverting back to normal because you can do anything you want to Thanos, but he has the force of will to come back. At one point, environmentally, he was dragged to the core by Ego the Living Planet. You know, the power of a planet crushing you with pressure, and he was fine. And he was also once teleported into the middle of a star, like the sun. And he came out of that just fine. So at the end of the day, what possible measure and means of attack is Darkseid going to come up with that hasn't been tried already and failed? That is my point number one. Okay, interesting. Of course, Thanos is one of the most powerful beings within, you know, the Marvel 616 universe. That is 
kind of undisputed. However, you know, the running mantra, if you will, between comic book fans all over the world is that DC, and a lot of people think this is an issue. I actually like it. DC kind of overpowers their, you know, villains, their superheroes and what have you. I'm not going to say it's overpowered. I'm just saying the power difference is going to be quite evident real quick. Now, first questions first. You said Namor. I battled Thanos. Is it Namor or is it Namor? It's whatever I say it is, James Gavsey. I'm an American. That's correct. That is Namor, who uh, actually traded punches with them. Look, is Namor James Gavsey, Superman you got level? me saying Thanos instead of Thanos after two seasons of talking to me about it. You're going to have to give me Namor. <laughs> I'm going to say no more of Namor because uh, that's incorrect. All right. And is uh, Namor or Namor or whoever he is, is, that, is he a Superman level being as well? I wouldn't consider him Superman being, but if you were repping him, you'd probably say he was. You know, that's the magic of James Gavsey. Hashtag James just knows. All right. So, look, these are all insane things about Thanos that he can do. Uh, he's no joke. He's a serious threat. You got to take him seriously. And this is why I love this matchup with Darkseid because, you know, a lot of people say they match up really well. I actually say they don't match up well. I actually think Thanos is um, really not going to match up that well to Darkseid just because he can't keep up power level. Let me talk more about that in my first point. So point number one, Darkseid is terrifying. This is a terrifying being. He has what's called a new god physiology, and, and a new god is kind of like the ultimate pantheon of gods. There's, you know, you've got the Greek pantheon, they've got, you know, Norse pantheon in DC Comics, and the new gods, uh, you know, that Darkseid is part of is actually above them all. It's kind of crazy. Darkseid's often is called the godhead of the multiverse. He's an entity of pure evil. In the universe, his universe of gods, he is the god of gods. I'm just starting with that. So let's talk more about him. So Darkseid is obviously immortal. He's lived for over 245,000 years. He's at least as strong as the strongest version of Superman, possibly quite a bit stronger. Let me put that into context. I'm not talking about Superman right now, though he's insanely strong. I'm talking about Golden Age Superman, because Darkseid, even with the new rebooting of the DC Universe and what have you, it's still the same Darkseid from the whatever it was, whatever year he came from. That's the same character. It's the same one. He kept up with Superman back in the day when Superman could pull planets together and put a chain through a solar system of planets and pull them to a new solar system. That's who Darkseid had to keep up with. That's how strong he is. All right. Now, he's not just invulnerable. He's what I call beyond. He can withstand the destruction of a universe. Black hole? Yeah, that's cute. Not a problem for him. A galaxy exploding? Yeah, nothing. He can withstand the destruction of a universe. You know how I know that? Because he destroys the universe while he's in it, and he just stands there and he takes it. Not a problem. Uh, he's got what is called a universal level of speed. I had to research this. This is really interesting. So you've got like the Flash, who can do the uh, infinite mass punch that Ray loves so much. And you've got like Superman level, which is a little bit lower than Flash. Darkseid has what's called universal level, which means he can travel the universe in seconds. So if he had to go to what's called the source wall, it's on one edge of the universe, he can get there within seconds. That's the kind of power and speed he has. Now, put that in, in context. Ray, you were debating Dr. Fate in a great episode we had a little while ago of Dr. Fate versus Dr. Strange. And you talked about the speed of Dr. Fate because of the god Naboo and how he inhabits the helmet and what have you. And the helmet transversed from one part of the universe to the end or came from one part of the universe back to the Earth and did that in a year, which is still insanely fast. 
Darkseid did that in seconds. Again, a whole new level of speed. He can easily move planets if he wants to. He can punch through a planet. That's if he decides to do it. If he wants to, if he can be bothered. He can regenerate a body part if needed. It takes an insane amount of power to be able to do it. Last person to cause real harm, Wonder Woman stabbed him in the eye with a super magical sword. It's a sword she uses that where she slices it and split atoms and causes nuclear explosions. She stabbed him in the eye, kind of stopped him for a second. He just regenerated the eye. He was fine. He's got superhuman stamina. He can fight at full speed forever and at full strength, never going to tire. He's also one of the most intelligent beings in the universe being described as at least a hundred steps up the evolutionary ladder from the most intelligent beings elsewhere. Oh, but there's more. He's actually also one of the best and most skilled fighters in the multiverse because, you know, why not? It's true. He is. Wonder Woman, who Batman said has faster combat speed than Superman and can fight better, was watching a fight between Darkseid and Zeus. More on that later. However, during that fight, Wonder Woman was blown away by saying, I've never seen someone have that level of combat speed before. And that was something that Darkseid was doing easily while battling Zeus. By the way, he won that fight. Now, as the literal god of evil, Darkseid also has the following abilities what you and I call abilities are actually described as powers because what he can do with these abilities is on a insane level. So some of his powers are deception. How's that work? I don't know, but he can do it. Strategy is a power. Tactics, intellect. Here's one, intimidation. I have no idea how that's a power, but he uses it. He's also got a god-level power over quantum mechanics, which by the way means he can warp reality. And by the way, all this stuff is just the minor powers of Darkseid. Put all that together, you can see why he's going to be a problem for uh, Thanos, and that's just my point number one. Look, Darkseid's a very powerful character. I don't think I'm going to sit here and try to pretend like Darkseid isn't beef. Darkseid is pure beef. He's a great villain. He's one of the top villains in all of the DC universe. There's no fighting it, but there is fighting it. Because Thanos, you say, oh, he's a god. Great. Thanos beats gods all the time. Thanos went and beat Odin. Thanos has crushed Thor with one shot repeatedly. Thanos went down into the nether realm of Mephisto and handed it to Mephisto very, very easily. So when it comes to fighting gods, oh wait, who else kind of resembles the new gods of the DC universe? Well, they're called the Eternals. They're called the Eternals in the Marvel Universe, and Thanos is one of them. Which means that when you talk about this high level of power that Darkseid brings as a result of his birth, Thanos brings an equal level of power onto it, and the idea that you're going to sit here and talk about intimidation. Does Thanos look like he's going to be intimidated by anybody? Does he look like he's going to be out-strategized by anybody? Thanos is playing not 4D chess, but 28D chess, all at the same time, and he's got all these machinations going on all throughout the universe. I find it very hard to believe that Darkseid's going to find something that Thanos isn't ready for. Doesn't Thanos have like this weird infatuation with death? Like a love affair that where death does not return the love that Thanos wants? The de Yes, death is a person in the Marvel Universe, and Thanos wants to get with her. Yes, and, you know, isn't that something that intimidates him? That, like, hey, he wants to be with death, but death is like, no, and there's nothing he can do? I'm just saying to that point of being intimidated, like, he's, like, worried that he's not going to do enough. I anyway, don't that's a love that. affair. I mean, look, unrequited <laughs> love is a cruel mistress. Let's just keep it real. Uh, who's who's hanging out with Darkseid, by the way? <laughs> Unfortunately, he has quite the history. One of his kids is actually the progeny of an Amazonian goddess. Wow. So uh, he's um, quite uh, attractive to certain people. I, 
He's a lazy man. Now, by the way, just one little thing. I'd like the judge to strike one comment you made. Uh, it made me feel uh, uncomfortable in my insidey places. You said, I quote, dark side is beef. Is that correct? Pure beef. Right. 100% yeah, I'm going to ask that. Beef. I'm going to ask that we strike that from the battle and from Can my Can I ask mind, for more clarification on what kind of beef? Like what cut I'd rather are we, we talking didn't. about? I'd rather we didn't. <laughs> I'd rather we just kill this, right? Now. Is there a grain <laughs> for beef? What, what do they what do they come in? FDA approved. That's all I'm going to say. FDA, <laughs> FDA edible. Edible is what we're going edible for. Edible beef. This is who wants a, a Thanos beef sandwich and that's gross. All right. Oof. Luis, you've heard point number 1 from Ray, you've heard point number 1 from me. Uh tell us where your head's at with this battle so far. So I think the number one thing I eliminated right off the bat was the comparisons between the Marvel and DC thing, just because I feel like if we're having an argument between which of these characters, if they existed in the same universe, were strong enough to battle using the, well, technically Darkseid came first argument is like lame. So assuming that they're in the same universe and all the horrible spheres aligned for them to do that. Right now, I'm kind of leaning towards Darkseid just because the the destroyed the universe and was like in it while it was imploding. That's just metal and there's nothing else about that. But Thanos, I mean, if there's one thing I love about Thanos, it's that he's methodical and he seems like he's got a propensity for breaking people's hands when they punch him, which is like something he should get checked out. But he he seems durable, and I feel like if if we're talking about who survives the destruction of the universe, it's probably these two dudes, and if they're fighting in a white void, that's what they're doing. So the indestructible thing, it seems, and, and the regeneration ability seems to be on par for these two. So I feel like once I hear more about what they've done, specific acts that they've done, or specific powers that they have that might circumvent the other's abilities, that's where I'll start to kind of sway more in one favor or the other. But right now I'm leaning towards Darkseid. One quick question. Would you say Darkseid is more metal than Thanos is beef? <sighs> I don't even this know. This is important. This is I don't where even our know fans how are to begin now. answering that question. Uh, you okay. don't have to. You don't have to. You can you can ponder this as far as long as you want. Um, all right, race to Canis. <laughs> Dark side is to metal as Thanos is to beef. I mean that's the, I mean that is the most common SAT question I've ever seen in my life. By right, the way. right. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like saying James is to Ray as Dark side is to Thanos. I mean, there's just so many ways we can go with this. All right, Ray. Uh, we've been here before. It doesn't matter at this point who's slightly ahead because, as far as I'm concerned, it's a tie. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and hit us with your point number two. Point number two for Thanos. Look, I just talked purely only one dimensionally about the durability of Thanos. I still haven't heard James explain any way that Dark side gets over. So let's just talk about some of the pure power that Thanos brings to the table. Because Thanos is a guy who destroys planets just by being on them. He was fighting Drax. Drax is a character we know from Guardians of the Galaxy. He was created literally to kill Thanos. And in many different battles, over and over and over again, Thanos slaps him aside with minimal difficulty. At one point, the two of them were fighting. Thanos' power just ripped the planet apart. And Drax was just left floating because there was no way he was going to get out of that. Thanos just left very, very Easily, Adam Warlock, one of the most powerful, I believe, magical characters in all Marvel. Two shots, two shots from Thanos put him down for good. He, the Incredible Hulk, maybe the strongest character in Marvel, was attacking Thanos. Thanos backhanded him and slapped him aside, knocking him out. Like, these feats are absolutely incredible. Like, I understand that Darkseid can take some damage, but Thanos can deliver damage on a whole other level. In fact, characters that he's been able to not just beat, but easily dispatch with Iron Man, 
Captain Marvel, the Thing, Silver Surfer, a cosmic level being, Beta Ray Bill, in this world, very, very powerful, and Ronan the Accuser. But I'm not done, because also uh, Namor, War Machine, and Drax have all been easily <laughs> defeated by Thanos. Thanos also doesn't just hit you physically, because he's an excellent fighter. He has great hand-to-hand ability, if it even comes down to that. He's the one who trained Gamora, his daughter, who he stole. He trained her in order to be one of the greatest fighters in the entire galaxy. So it stands to reason he can go when push comes to shove. But he also can fire out energy blasts. He could also use mental attacks. He could, like, telepathy. He's been known to use his mental attacks to take over people's bodies. He's been known to knock them unconscious mentally, or in fact, hit them with such a psionic blast of power that it leaves them catatonic. It leaves them just in a state unable to keep fighting. Thanos has also been known to use magic. He's used the necromantic arts in order to bring people back from the dead. And what's often the one way in the DC universe that people get over magic and Thanos brings actual magic to the table. Let's just talk about removal from battle. I know Darkseid is very, very fast, but portals and teleportation are two things that Thanos uses all the time, whether it's on himself or on other people. And it is cool if you could drop Darkseid on the other side of the universe and James will claim he could just come back very, very quickly. We don't even know that that's a, that's a thing he normally would do. Usually he would not just immediately be back on the battlefield again. Not really what I've seen him do in the comics, but if you were to take him to another dimension, for example, not going to say Darkseid comes back very, very quickly in order to continue the battle. Thanos can win that way. And James is going to act like Darkseid has never lost a battle. Darkseid is a big bad in DC, which means he's been defeated and been defeated by people he maybe not ought to have been defeated by. Characters like Aquaman have defeated Darkseid. Wonder Woman has taken out Darkseid. Cyborg, I don't consider D- Cyborg on Darkseid's level. Well, Cyborg has a victory over D- Darkseid. Batman, a man with no powers, took out Darkseid. And maybe my favorite example of embarrassment, Green Arrow and the Atom teamed together. And Green Arrow, who really doesn't have any superpowers and just shoots arrows, took out Darkseid. If a, if a dude with arrows can take out Darkseid, don't listen to what James is saying about invulnerability and he can never be defeated. He's trying to paint you a picture that is flat out wrong. You lose to Green Arrow. By goodness, you can lose to Thanos. And that's my point number two. Wow. There's that's a like lot the C of C plus billionaire playboy, too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. There's a lot. There's a lot of. Uh... Horrible things you said there, right? Okay, let's get to the first one. So, you know, Darkseid has actually disrupted gravity of planets and warped time and space by his very presence. Uh, I'm going to explain how that all works. But when you talk about, hey, Thanos can destroy a planet by fighting on it. Sure, that sounds pretty impressive. That is Bush League for Darkseid. When Thanos beat the Hulk very easily, that's interesting. Quick question. When the Hulk fought Superman all three times in a Marvel DC crossover, who beat the Hulk? Was it did, did the Hulk win or did Superman win? You know who won that battle, James? The lawyers who said Superman could not lose under <laughs> any circumstances. So please. <laughs> that's DC right. The fans. <laughs> the fans. That's right. The fans won, but Superman won all those times. They weren't super easy battles, by the way. The reason I'm saying that is because Darkseid beat Superman by using also a backhand. James, so, if you put me cool. in a comic book against Superman and let me write it, I'm beating Superman. So I don't know exactly what point you're trying to make right now. 
I think actually, I think if you wrote a comic with you and Superman, I still think you'd write yourself to lose. I'm just putting that's more of a commentary of your psychology, but that's all good. Uh, Dark Side, Dark Side is actually considered to kind of be in a weird way above magic. Like magic's this force within the DC universe. Dark Side's actually, you know, considered someone who can use all forms of power, what have you. Magic's part of it, but he's kind of uh, surpassed it. It's a little mundane for him. He's uh, just a little too powerful for that. And by the way, I remember one fun comic where uh, Thanos was a let was let away in handcuffs by two of uh New York's finest police officers after he somehow crashed the Thanos copter. Was it Hellcat and Spider-Man? I think they webbed up his helicopter and he hit a building and then he was like, darn you, Spider-Man, and then they let him away in handcuffs. That doesn't sound like a galaxy-crushing or planet-crushing villain. Now, of course, this was the 70s and probably early 80s. Yeah, that so, sounds uh, like an knows? ad for Twinkies, quite honestly, which also by, got a little weird back then. By the way... I'm really feeling Twinkies. All right, let me get to my point number two. And this is going to answer a lot of the great points that, you know, Ray brought up. It's time for what we call the Omega Effect. Now, the Omega Effect is something that Darkseid has. It's like a cosmic energy uh, filled with this effect where he can use that energy to kind of do insanely powerful things. He got it because I believe it was his uncle at the time who was trying to be lowered into a pit to absorb all the powers. And he's like, yeah, no, shoves him out of the way. He jumps in and then he goes from who he was, a new god, to all of a sudden dark side with this Omega effect. So let's talk about what he can do with this. Now he's got his world famous Omega beams. Those are those two red beams that he shoots out of his eyes that can track a target anywhere. They can split apart and track two different targets and bend around corners and jag whatever. And they never lose sight of the tribe. The flash can't outrun them. They can, they hit pretty much 99.99% of their targets. Now, these Omega Beams can do different things. Of course, they've got destructive energy where they can vaporize or absolutely disintegrate whatever they hit. They can also put someone into a state of what's called living death, which is where that person's removed and they're put into this other kind of life force where they go through their worst lives over and over, but actually each life gets worse and then worse and then worse just because Darkseid likes doing that to people. He's also got a living death kind of thing where he can just put someone into this thing where they're just no more and they're just existing, but kind of not existing. His Omega Beams can also erase you from existence completely. And when I say erase you from existence, they can actually erase any memory of you as well, literally remove you from existence. Last time we saw something like that, Bugs Bunny was able to remove someone from existence by whoa, taking out whoa, a pencil whoa. with an eraser and a ra- literally ray and i talked about this what was it bugs bunny versus uh fist of, the north star. fist of the north star this is a fact <laughs> this is what bugs bunny can do dark side can do the same thing dark side is more powerful than bugs bunny that's what i'm saying all right also with this he's got cosmic awareness so he can perceive and understand the workings of the universe and the multiverse when he first came and they had that marvel dc crossover back in the 90s first thing he did is he looked at the infinity gauntlet that thanos dropped and picked it up by the way hawkeye's like why does that guy with the infinity gauntlet scare me more than thanos when it with it because dark side held it and of course he was aware of what they could do what it couldn't do Long story short, in that shared universe, it just didn't have any power, so it was a worthless thing. All right, he's got darkness manipulation. So Darkseid is able to generate and manipulate the darkness. It's this powerful force that can destroy the most powerful beings in the universe. Right? You talked about the Eternals. Go a step above. Marvel has these quintessential uh, characters that kind of run the universe. You know, I think there's chaos and what have you, the one above, whatever. So Darkseid's actually able to fight them and take them on and hurt them. That's the level above the Eternals. Let's see. He's got dimensional travel, can travel wherever dimension he wants to. He can travel through time and space at will. He's got, again, that boom tube projection. Now that boom tube 
can take him wherever he wants. He can bring his armies through it. He can summon people. His Omega Blast can erode anything and destroy it using entropy. He can fly because he's got this insanely powerful telekinesis that takes him wherever he wants. He can fly at great speeds where he talked about that. He can manipulate gravity in so many different ways with his telekinesis, with the Omega effect. Even just by changing his size, being massive, he can make himself the size of a solar system if he wanted to his hand. He made his hand so big coming from wherever he was. It was so big. It was the size of like 10 planets. It disrupted the gravity of the planet was near. Let's see. He's got chronokinesis and where he can affect again time. Power absorption. Here's a fun one. He could actually absorb the life force of old gods, the most powerful gods in the DC universe, just to take their strength. He was able to absorb the power of Zeus, who was considered like the top of the top of the pantheon in the DC comics. Let's see. He was able to feed off of that energy. And again, he just took, he likes taking people's energy because that's what he does. He can seemingly revitalize. He can bring back the dead is what I'm trying to say. He can resurrect the dead. Anyone he's destroyed those mega beams, he can bring him back. He's got telepathy. Now, Ray, this is where things get a little bit different. Darkseid's telepathy, he's one of actually the most powerful, if not the most powerful telepath in the DC multiverse. Let me give it a quick example. There's a planet called Daxum. Now, Daxum is like a sister planet to Krypton. Back in the day, thousands of years ago, these astronauts from Krypton go to Daxum and kind of settle there. And it's the same kind of genetic type of beings as Krypton. So Daxum on their planet was, you know, circling a red sun. So one day, Darkseid says, hey, you know what? I need an army. Just not any type of the most powerful army in the world, maybe something like a legion of audience. So what does he do? (laughs) He goes to Daxum. He takes over the minds of three billion people, doesn't just make them enslave them. He actually puts them in this really weird thing where they say, long live Darkseid. They become his like fanatical loyal servants it was crazy and then he's like got it well that's not good enough i'm going to take this planet of kryptonian like people and put their planet and teleport it and move it across the galaxy to a yellow sun and he did that is the power of dark side that's my point number two james you make a lot of very long-winded points there and you talked in circles and repeated yourself a lot so what i'm going to talk about right here is the fact that during a, a story arc called the final crisis superman Superman, a character you've compared everybody in the universe to, fought Darkseid 1v1 and defeated him. Superman did it. Now, Superman's an awesome character. Superman's very, very powerful, but it kind of just shows Darkseid maybe is very defeatable. Batman, on two occasions, bested Darkseid. Batman is a human being. He was able to dodge the Omega Beams without any use of superpowers, and Batman figured out that something called Radian... It was Darkseid's weakness, and he shot him with it with a bullet. And Darkseid didn't get out of the way, got hit by it, and was mortally wounded. I'm just saying, you're presenting Darkseid like this character who's capable of so much, and let's face it, he is. But when he's pushed by the best of the best, he folds like a tent. All right. Now, Luis, you've heard two points from Ray. You've heard two points from me. We're now at the turning point. This is where you tell us who you think is ahead in this battle and what the other side has to do to pull out the victory. All right. I mean, honestly, first I have to kind of call back to something you said, James. We were talking about original evil before, and I, I forgot the third original evil, Bugs Bunny. You can't yep. you can't forget him in that in that equation. But I, I feel like and I don't know if this is okay, but I feel like we're kind of at a stalemate because I, f- I feel like Thanos, he, he's, he seems like a master of all. He seems like he's spent his aeons of being in the universe, learning everything that he can. And Darkseid seems kind of like 
Uh, I guess as a joke, we could say he's a boomer. Uh, he doesn't really want to learn much more. He's like, nah, I'm better than magic. And it's like, I mean, have you seen magic though? <laughs> There's always an older scroll that you haven't read. So I, f- I feel like Thanos is more adaptable. He's more willing to take in knowledge from other universes, other cosmoses, multiverses. Whereas Darkseid feels like, uh, he, you know, his poop don't stank. He, he, he's, he's got all this power and all this stuff that he was born with, this universal speed, this darkness man- manipulation, his ability to chrono kenosize, whatever that is, turn back time and, and whatnot, bring back people from the dead. He, he thinks he's uh, a little bit above above uh, his his hitting weight, I think. And I think that's probably why he gets beat by people like Green Arrow and Batman. So I feel like now you're you're what we're really facing off against is a person who has trained to become as powerful as they possibly can be over thousands and thousands of years. And a person who was born incredibly powerful who now has to kind of over overturn this idea that he's unbeatable and undestroyable when in fact a white guy from like Seattle could do it with a couple arrows <laughs> or 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 another rich kid with uh what was it radian radian something that's in yeah which is a common chemical in ac units i think not, not quite. sure not quite not okay, take I, I see what you're saying i gotcha. see what you're saying radion's like way less uh, available than like say kryptonite which also is like insanely rare but i get what you're saying okay right, right. keep going but yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like we're kind of at a, we're kind of at that stalemate with these two. I feel like uh, we've got a lot of. It seems like Darkseid has more powers than can be counted, but I will eliminate a lot of the personality things that he has, like a, the ability to what was it like diplomatize. I mean, he's not a D and D character. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're not rolling Thank dice. God. I would not even. I can imagine the kind of player who would bring Darkseid to a table right now, and I don't ever want to do anything with that person ever in life. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I feel. I feel like we we we're 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 narrowing them down to what their strengths and what their what their weaknesses are. But I feel like if they're if especially because so far I've heard only one weakness that's actually been presented, which is Radeon. You know, if there was if there was a bigger bullet that Batman had, would that have been enough to kill Darkseid? You know, I haven't heard that Thanos has a weakness yet, aside from like getting beat up enough. It's kind of all I've seen in the, in the movies anyway. Eventually he just gets tired and then he gets tuckered out and goes back to the Got universe. it. So you need to see a way where one of the characters can clearly defeat the other. Right. Because right now it seems like it, what happens when an immovable object meets an unstoppable force and nothing happens. It just seems to stagnate, right? So I feel like there's got to be there's got to be something that sets one of them over the edge and I'm not quite sure what that's going to be yet. Got it. All right. Ray, okay. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. We are now kind of where we always are, somewhere close neck and neck to this. Again, this is why I love these debates. So go ahead. Bring your best shot. Hit us with your point number three. It's funny, Luis. You say, I'm looking for the thing that would separate these two and give victory. Well, wouldn't you know it? Thanos has that on his hand because Thanos uses what's called the Infinity Gauntlet with the six Infinity stones the the thing about thanos that i've been talking about before is it's predominantly not using the gauntlet that he's been able to do so many of the things that i've already mentioned on this episode but then you add in the difference maker because i think these two on their surface are very very similar in power and etc except for the fact that thanos has the infinity gauntlet to take everything and crank it up exponentially so let's talk about The six stones of the Infinity Gauntlet that he wields, they all make the other ones more powerful, and he is powerful enough to wield them. 
all together on his hand. Let's see. The time stone can obviously deal with time. Dark side maybe has some weird time manipulation. Well, the time stone straight up can reverse or even freeze time itself. If he gets himself into a bad situation, he could just go all the way back and do it again with the knowledge of everything that's already come before, or just freeze Dark Side in place to do what he would with him. The Space Stone. This is one thing that he can use. He makes portals naturally, but he uses the Space Stone to make deeper, harder portals. Portals that can suck people into them on a cosmic level like the Silver Surfer, who got sucked into a portal from a little bit of a distance away and pulled into wherever Thanos wanted him to go. He could also use it to teleport himself and other. My other favorite use of the Space Stone, uh, other than able to move planets around and destroy planets, because yes, you know, you talk about, oh, Thanos can do it while fighting. Yeah, naturally, but with the enhancements from the Infinity Gauntlet, he can vaporize a planet and everyone on it just by thinking about it. But also he can clone himself to have multiple Thanoses all over the battlefield fighting against the one, the one dark side. Reality Stone. This is the snap. This is how he destroyed half of the people in the universe. That is a far-reaching power. He turned Thor to glass. He turned Nova to Legos, a pile of Legos. This is Toon Force. He has Bugs Bunny-level Toon Force and the ability to reality and manipulate the world around him, something that he himself is immune to, more so because he has the reality stone. Wolverine attacked him, thought he got over, and he turned Wolverine's adamantium bones to rubber and then just watched him flop over in a body horror moment for us all. The mind power. The mind stone gives him the power to control minds, confuse minds, take over minds, do whatever you want to with someone's mind, and take him over. Darkseid's not immune to that sort of a thing. The power stone is the big one. He used it to destroy a giant red star, and in doing so, Galactus was like, whoa, you're a guy I don't want to mess with. Galactus, of all people. Mistress Death. The embodiment of death of the Marvel Universe said that he is her superior. She wouldn't even dare talk to him. It's the love of his life. She wouldn't even talk to him because she's like, I'm not even on your level, and I'm the god of death. He sunk the West Coast with a thought. He destroyed Asgard. He shattered Captain America's shield. What objects are going to stand in his way? And finally, the Soul Stone attacks on a spiritual level. He was able to suck the soul out of people who are going to attack him, so the bodies flopped over, and he trapped the soul inside of his own power. There are so many different ways that he could defeat Darkseid, and it's going to be not even an arrow necessary in this one, because at the end of the day, the thing that sets these two apart is Thanos knows that at the end of the day, he can be beaten. He knows that he needs these perfect plans, machinations, and tactics, because he knows that it's possible possible for an army to get over on him. Darkseid doesn't think that's possible. And that's why characters like Green Arrow and Batman, he'll, uh, he'll underestimate them. And that's when they're going to get the shots in. And it's not going to be some radiant bullet. It's not going to be some arrow from Green Arrow. It's going to be reality warping powers that literally melt and twist Darkseid into a puddle on the floor and shoot the molecules into an infinite number of dimensions never hearing from him again, at least for two minutes. So Thanos wins this who would win battle. That's my point number three. Really? You're using the Infinity Gauntlet, something that he doesn't usually have. He's well known carry- for the Infinity Gauntlet, James Gavsey. I don't know what to tell you. 
so out of his entire history, how, of course, he's well known for that. Babe, you know, Babe was known for his home runs, but he has more strikeouts. It's interesting that you're saying that's how he wins. He has an object that he rarely has. And even when he does have it, how long does it take him to get it? It he takes has, a while. He, he has, has to find this it. This is an item that he has had and used for a very, very long set of set of story arcs, James Gatsy. We want these two characters at the height of their powers. Why are you so sniveling and afraid? I'm not. It's just interesting. I remember our last matchup of Indiana Jones and Lara Croft. And you said that uh, Lara Croft had all these archaeological items of like supreme power and what have you. And I said, great. Does she carry with them her these with her all the time? And you said no. And that's what is kind of interesting here. He doesn't always have the Infinity Gauntlet. When he does, he's fantastic. I love that. He does here. I promise you that. (laughs) So is this just some bitterness from the Goku matchup? Just wondering from the Goku. Confirm nor deny. Okay, that's fair. Okay, I'm gonna leave this one to the judge. I think uh, again, this is not something that's common for him to have. Pretty common. Any any we all Marvel? Yeah, not really. Okay, so here's the <laughs> thing. Trying, so, James. Luis, here's the thing. To answer your first question, Darkseid actually is always trying to improve his logic and his knowledge. He's always on the search for the anti-life equation. It's not that he's like, "Hey, I'm above magic in terms of I'm too good for that." It's more along the lines of, "I will learn anything I need to. I'm not going to be stuck in one thing." He takes knowledge from everywhere because he's all about finding that anti-life equation. Actually, Ray, one quick question: Death didn't talk to Thanos even after he killed like half the universe. That's correct. He's got like no game whatsoever. This is like, I mean, I'm just unfortunate. It is unfortunate. One might argue that death is a cruel mistress. Right. I'd say that hardens a man, right? Mm-hmm. And constantly turned down. That makes you emotionally strong. Totally. Is that what happened, Ray? Uh, as far as I'm concerned. To you. I'm sorry. Okay. Now, with that being said, let me <laughs> I got get stronger, to James. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, not the trauma. All right. Now, let me get to my point number three. And this is really going to kind of bring a lot to light. You know, Thanos, even with the Infinity Gauntlet, has been defeated. He's been defeated by his own sense of uh, or lack of confidence, lack of belief in himself. And that's something people have actually played into where he's actually retreated into the uh, one of the I think it was the soul gem and then just left the Infinity Gauntlet there for someone else to pick up. He has had allowed mind games to completely defeat him before. Mind games, by the way, something Darkseid has done exceedingly well. Okay. But let's also talk about how Thanos has been defeated in really specific ways that Darkseid could also do, also do in the same way. Adam Warlock turned Thanos into stone. He transmuted what Thanos was into and actually turned him into stone. Not sure if he had the Infinity Gauntlet or not, but I think he may have. I'm not sure. That is something Darkseid could do. Remember, he can warp reality. He can transmute objects. His Omega Beams, the Omega Effect, that allows him to do a lot of stuff. He's turned uh, people into objects before. Not a problem. Thanos' own son, Thane, which is kind of interesting, Thane and Thanos, Thane defeated Thanos using his ability to trap people in a state of living death. That's something that Darkseid does exactly. I'm pretty sure they got that idea from Darkseid and gave that to Thane thanks to the writers. Again, Thane did that to to, uh, Thanos, trapped him in a state of living death, took him off the playing board completely. Again, Thane is awesome. He's not as powerful as Thanos. He's definitely not as powerful as Darkseid. Darkseid could do that in a much better way. Thanos has been beaten by getting a beating, literally getting beaten by some of the adventures, not even the whole thing. That was Thor, Groot, and a couple of others who just laid an ultimate smackdown on Thanos. You can actually do that. Now, why that's important is because whenever Darkseid takes on the Justice League, I'm talking about 
about Superman, Wonder Woman, Shazam, Green Lantern, all of them. They really can't do that much to him other than maybe push him through a boom tube that they got to figure out how to open thanks to Cyborg. This is not something they're going to do in terms of giving him beat down and just leaving him like senseless. More on that later. Now, as if Darkseid wasn't insanely powerful enough, here's a list of his feats to kind of demonstrate, again, just really how powerful he is. He's powerful enough to sink the structure of the multiverse. Now, why that's important, even with the Infinity Gauntlet, it is a well-known fact that it only is powerful within that exact universe. If you go to another universe in parallel within the Marvel 616 universe or what have you, go to a different universe, take that same Infinity Gauntlet, go there, it doesn't work at all. It becomes inert. In fact, in the Marvel and DC crossover, I already mentioned it, when Darkseid grabbed the Infinity Gauntlet and held it, it didn't work. So whenever you have uh, kind of a, a a crossover of universes where people come together, the gauntlet actually doesn't work at all. But even if it did, I'm not even sure he's going to have it. Okay. Again, he toys with Superman, beats him using one and two back, back slaps. He has consumed entire universes as in consuming. And let's see. Darkseid fought this being called the Anti-Monitor. And the Anti-Monitor is being created to destroy all of existence. All of it. And he can do it. Darkseid fought him, fought him to a draw for a while, and then actually overcame him. That's how powerful Darkseid is. And by the way, those defeats by Batman, one of them was just more getting out of the way. The other one, it was like, hey, I set off these bombs, so please don't set them off or whatever. It was more of a <laughs> mind game, which is kind of cool. And Dar- and Darkseid was even like congratulating Batman. He's like, that was really cool. And the other one was when Batman was wearing the Hellbat armor. That's his crazy armor that the Justice League put together and fused with power. Yeah, guess what? Darkseid also beat the Hellbat armor. All these beings, actually, all these feats are nowhere near what Darkseid can do. Because Darkseid actually resides in what's called the fourth dimension. And if you think of the DC universe, you've got the Earth, you've got all the multiverses, you've got the speed force around that, and then you have the fourth dimension, which is above and encircles all of that. That's where Darkseid lives. Darkseid's like Unicron, right? If you remember that. Unicron's this being who is a nexus being, exists in every universe you can think of, but it's really just the same Unicron all throughout. That's Darkseid. So Darkseid rarely actually appears. Whenever you see Darkseid in comics, it's his avatar. It's this little being he creates and infuses with some of his power, sometimes a lot, sometimes not so much, but it's never truly all of his power because he stays at his residence, wherever that is, in the fourth dimension. Now, just picture that. A being, he's like, here's half some of my power, and you can take on a being that's designed to destroy the entire, you know, all of existence. So when all of a sudden Thanos has that Infinity Gauntlet, I doubt he'd have it, by the way, if he did have it within the Marvel 6-1 universe, and Darkseid's kind of in the fourth kind of wall, whatever, the fourth dimension, and kind of brings him in, which he would do, all of a sudden that Infinity Gauntlet, by define, by definition, doesn't even work anymore. Put all of that together. All of this does not end up well for Thanos. That is my point number three. James! You talk too long and you repeat yourself a lot. One of the things that I want to talk about here is the fact that I'm bringing up specific combat examples, specific ways that one person could defeat the other in a battle. You like to talk about, well, he had this grand scheme of the universe where three billion people lived in harmony on a planet of... No, I'm talking about fights. You're talking about other stuff. And at the end of the day, these two characters have a similar level of power. It's an interesting and unique approach to just have the uh, have the comeback when I talk about the Infinity Gauntlet and your response is, nuh-uh, no, it wouldn't work. James, no one's buying it. Height of their powers in a who would win battle. That's how I know you've been beaten. That's how I know you've been defeated because you have no response to that. The other thing I just want to mention, Thanos has, def- has defeated things called the Thanasy which uh, he basically got bored, and so he started using genetic manipulation and mutation to splice his genes with other Marvel characters. 
all the way up to and including Galactus, and then took shots and defeated all of them. So at the end of the day, he's beaten himself and even heightened versions of himself. So Darkseid's not going to be a problem, especially with the Infinity Gauntlet. Destroying a universe as an avatar versus like, hey, I've got Galactus who can destroy planets. Again, we're not kind of talking about the same thing here. James, with one is that- a scheme, the other is a battle. And that's the difference between our arguments today. Got it. So one needs outside interference with weapons. He never has. The other one's just who he is. Got it. All right. So, Luis, you've heard three <laughs> right. points from Ray. You've heard three points from my, from me. Now is the time for you to come up with a decision and tell us who wins. Take us through your process. Tell us a story. Right. And give us some closure on this who right. would win matchup, the main event between Thanos and Darkseid. Gotcha. Now, I think really what we're coming down to is is – these characters in their best. And I think in the universe where they are written by a fantastic writer, where they are drawn by a fantastic artist, we're not going to see a Thanos without the Infinity Gauntlet, but we're also not going to see a Darkseid who does not take his opponent as seriously as they warrant. Darkseid, like you said, he's fought against people who have had hands in creating the multiverse, destroying parts of the multiverse, and destroying its greatest champions, right? What we know about Darkseid is that when he faces off against somebody who is of his power level or above or close to, he takes them seriously. Maybe when he's fighting a human, he doesn't take them as seriously, and that's why he gets hit with a stray arrow, and he's got to take a nap for a weekend, rest his, his, his tendonitis, whatever's going on with him. But when he faces off against somebody who is as powerful or close to powerful enough, he takes them seriously, and I don't think he'd be pulling any punches with Thanos. That being said, Thanos would not fight against this guy would not fight him without the Infinity Gauntlet, which essentially makes him equal to him. And I feel like with the Infinity Gauntlet, in their respective universes, they would then have to come to a decision about where they were going to meet to have this bout. And knowing what you know about Darkseid James, would you say that he would you say that he enjoys a challenge? Would you say that he would want to engage, because these are people who love war and love battle. Would you say that he would meet Thanos on his level to fight him with the Infinity Gauntlet, or would you would would th- would Darkseid view that as handicapping himself when he's obviously got the advantage? Darkseid unfortunately would never allow himself to be handicapped with mm-hmm. anything. If he, it, but with that being said. Again, you go to back to the Marvel DC crossover event 96, where you don't actually see them fight. You just see them kind of confront each other. Right. And Thanos says, are you ready for this fight? And Darkseid just starts smiling, saying, you have no idea what's about to happen to you. Something along those lines. Clearly, not only is he up for it with a smile, he's enjoying it. But he wants to prove, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that he is like the Lord of Destruction. Got you. Now, my my where I'm leading with this is kind of just... What I know about these characters, right? Thanos practiced methodical, just kind of letting you into my notes, practiced methodical, knows he can be beaten. Equal power with Infinity Gauntlet, but takes a while to put together, right? Lacks belief in himself, believes he is right with without a fault. Thanos Copter, these are these are the things he has above <laughs> above Darkseid from what was presented. What I know about Darkseid is that he is sadistic, he is egotistical, he thinks he is unstoppable, but there are times when he can be humble and and respect the people that he's fighting. And I feel like, because you said, you said that he, he had a moment where he actually respected Batman for outthinking him, outsmarting him. I feel like Thanos and Darkseid, when presented with the opportunity to fight the ultimate warlord of the universe, would not back down from that fight as a matter of honor, right? I feel like Darkseid would meet 
Thanos on his chosen battlefield, which is in a universe where the Infinity Gauntlet is, is at its ultimate capability. And then at that point, we are watching two Titans battle with the force of their character, the force of their, their own caricatures, more so than their own power ability. And if I have to go just based off of the character and what I know about them, I feel like the person that would pull ahead would be Thanos. I feel like he comes in practiced. He comes in studying his enemy. He comes in knowing where he is on the food chain, right? Where Darkseid, he's coming in, even if he's looking at him with a level of respect, he's a peon. Thanos isn't a he's an, he's a new god. He's made of the same stuff as all the other garbage star stuff that floated around the universe and then formed into beings at some point during his creation, right? I feel like Darkseid would not measure himself up properly and would find himself lacking because of that. Luis, I got a question for you. So Thanos Absolutely. without the Infinity Gauntlet, how's he doing this battle? Absolutely torn to shreds. Thank you very much. Thank <laughs> Utter, you very utterly much. torn to shreds. So Luis, here's where I'm standing with this. Here's where I'm standing with I this. I agree. I think, but I will say. Both of them would be destroyed by our ultimate Dark Lord, Bugs Bunny. Absolutely. Bugs, Bugs would kind of that. All right, Luis, I got to tell you, I'm surprised because as a judge that you would allow the Infinity Gauntlet. I take this actually as a win because without it, you just said Darkseid would tear him to shreds. Race to Canis, you are bitter from the Goku versus Thanos <laughs> battle. This is interesting. So, Luis, it's like I've got the – I'm torn. I respect you so much as a judge. I completely disagree with your decision. Again, with all due respect. Ray, of tell course, me how you're feeling right now. It's a lot of weirdness coming from you, James. That's like saying, well, you know, without his super strength and vulnerability, flight and uh, breath, uh, oh, Superman gets destroyed by that guy. Well, yeah, except for the fact that that's who he is and that's what he has. Luis is obviously a super genius on the level of both a Thanos and a dark side. Oh, this is and I give I him full credit for coming to the right decision at the end of this day. Redemption for Thanos on the Who Would Win show, you love to see it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Luis, this is the monster you've created. Yeah. This is what you've unleashed. You want to rethink your decision? You can't, by the way, because you already said it. Now, here's right. the deal. Here's the deal. Again, I love all our judges. I completely disagree with your decision, even with the Infinity <laughs> Gauntlet. But with that being said, I want you back on the show because the way you craft a story is insanely awesome oh, and very you, entertaining. Man. You are incredible. Race to Canis, cheating, cheating, cheating. The only thing I got to say is I'm disappointed <laughs> in myself for thinking that you wouldn't do that. Well played, sir. Outrageous. Outrageous. <laughs> the fact is you know you lost because Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet is better. That's why you kept stammering and, and huffing that he shouldn't be allowed to have it because you knew that was a pure and absolute avenue to victory. Yeah, well, the thing is I held back because I didn't want to say dark side with the anti-life, anti-life equation. equation. Yeah, that's the whole thing. I was actually trying to come at this in a more honorable way, race to Canis, but that's okay. Well, that's lesson new. That's, so that's lesson you got to learn. Dark side doesn't pull his punches, man. You got to you got to let it all out. That's true. That's true. All right. Luis, this was awesome. Again, fantastic job as a judge. Some would say I would disagree with that, but I did like your whole process. <laughs> tell our fans, the League of Audience, by the way, League of Audience, let me know how you feel about this matchup. DM me, tell me. Let's, let, you know, hashtag James just knows how you really feel. Luis, tell our fan base where everyone can find you. Well, if you agree with James that I was a terrible judge, don't worry about it. But. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> you a great judge. To- you came to a terrible decision, <laughs> but you were a great judge. Right, right. Potato, tomato, tomato, potato, right. Sure, sure. Uh, but if you would like to find me, I am at Luis Bermudez VO everywhere, Twitter, Instagram. Um, don't try to request me on Facebook. I'm there. Don't look for me. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> 
We we luckily we don't have a big fan base on uh, Facebook. Oh yeah, that's right. Right, yeah, that's okay. It's okay. Maybe just Dark Side with his boomers. It's pretty that's, much. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Dark Side and the boomers uh, is like the uh, Hootie and the Blowfish of the seventies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where, where we're going with this. All right, Race to Canis. Race to Canis. You did it, man. You did it. You got redemption for Thanos. I'm uh, I'm now more motivated than ever. I'm now you've unleashed something. Yeah, I gotta tell you. You need more motivation. Oh, oh, race to Canis. The next matchup will be something magnificent. Just you wait. With that being said, congratulations. A win is a win, and you fought admirably today. Tell the fan base how you feel and where they can find you. This particular battle was two years of spite in the making after Thanos versus Goku in season one. A match that I left feeling perplexed, agonized, and beat down afterwards. So sometimes in the course of a who would win season, there are certain battles, and you can speak to this, James, that you want just a little bit more on a deeply personal level, especially when you can right a wrong that has happened before. We're talking about me with the NFL Super Pro battle, Guardians. There's a lot of wonderful battles we've had in this season that you could tell I wanted just a little bit more. This, this battle fits that mold. This is one I've been researching for at least over two years to be ready for today. And I came in not messing around like I've been lately, not having fun with it. I'm here to do one thing, destroy. And I have done it. You can find me on Twitter at Almighty Ray, all you Rainiacs, all you hashtag awkward allies. We're going to celebrate the heck out of this one. Join me on Victory Friday. We're going to have a party. League of Audience, you've never let me down. Let me know how you thought the matchup went. Sometimes you disagree. Sometimes you agree. Sometimes you love what's being said. What I say, sometimes you love it. Tell me what's on your mind after this matchup. I'm very interested to hear what you have to say. By the way, new merch coming out for League of Audience. All right, Race Again is well done. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by typing in at James Gabsy. Remember to join the official Who Would Win Facebook group to make a suggestion for a matchup for the show and to be part of our growing community. You can also find us on Instagram at Who Would Win Show. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you go for your podcasts. On behalf of myself, Race Decanus, and the rest of the amazing Who Would Win team, thank you once again for checking out another episode of Who Would Win. We'll see you next time. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.